A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Match Ball. The show is brought to you by Levi Solicitors. You can get 10% off levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. I'm Dan Moylan. Hello. With me is Michael Normanton. Christ. So, so is Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. You're not Christ. Bigging uh, yourself up. If I was, I wouldn't have chosen this. Do you think anybody's listening? Yeah. Somebody, um, somebody will be, at least one person. If the Greencast was popular, wasn't it? So maybe this will be. Mm, uh, we mm. do sound we do sound quite jolly uh, because we were having a good giggle about the stupidity of all this just before we started recording then amongst other things uh i've had more fun haven't you yeah that was awful was it awful yeah it was i mean when, the score... the, when those first two goals went in it's hard to not think jesus what oh. what on earth is happening here but i mean that's that's three minutes though isn't it so there was 87 minutes plus stoppage time to enjoy after that. And what was the score then? So you take those off and it was 4-2. All right. <laughs> take that. It's not really, is it? No, no. I thought it was an interesting choice to play without any midfield at the start of that game. It didn't, and I don't think it worked. They did seem absent. What was Click doing? Don't know. Because that Phillips? way... But he, McTominay was his man, wasn't he, I think? Mm. He certainly was running somewhere close to him when the, the second one went in. McTominay ran past him for the second one, and then there was other occasions. I, I was looking around the pitch, and you don't do it often. I know everyone works man-to-man, but I couldn't see Calvin Phillips. I was, I, I just couldn't find him. And then click the same. You, you're looking at both going, where, where have you gone? Can I just check? Uh, you know, mm. McTominay, his parents are Xavi and Busquets, aren't they? I mean, I've not seen that from him before. But You'll never again, see it again. I've not ever seen a game where we've deliberately avoided going near someone in midfield. Do you think... Frightened of him. Let, let's let's talk about the actual game then and what happened, because that's why we're here. Uh, do you think we played the occasion and not the game, first of all? That's question number one. <sighs> I, go on, Moscow. I, I think... No, let's hear from you first. Then I can tell you why you're wrong. It doesn't. It didn't quite feel like that. The whole thing was too mental for that. Is the way it felt to me. It it felt like there was just a fundamental error in the way we were set up, or maybe they we expected them to play in a certain way and something changed, and we didn't adjust to it whatsoever. Is the way it felt to me. I feel different, but I don't think you're wrong. There might be something in in that. It felt like those two early goals were kind of. I mean, I don't know if you can even... Because they happen so fast. I can't sit here and say, oh, well, yes, so-and-so lost his man and be all, you know, stroke my chin and give you a a deep analysis. We were 2-0 down after three minutes, which is fucking mad. And I think that 
um, in terms of the occasion, just threw everything up in the air. And I think mentally it's not easy to come down from being 2-0 uh, down after three minutes in what was the biggest game of the season and is the last game before Christmas. And Calvin Phillips was talking about how, you know, since the Newcastle game, he's been telling all the players to switch on. So you know this is huge and you know it's it's massive. And three minutes in, you're 2-0 down. Um, and whether there's, you know, tactical reasons for that and the setup wasn't right and so and so didn't want to, doesn't fucking matter. From that point on, I think it's then a bit of a, a test of character and some of the players just couldn't switch themselves back on again. I thought there was a lot then, of... Not- sorry, go on. I was just going to add, and then it was three, and then it was four. And <laughs> there was just, there was never that point where you could you could see us getting the uh, the foothold back in um, that we needed. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I thought there was a lot of naivety on display. There were a number of times in that first half when we were making passes. And, and this is, I guess this is the inherent flaw in Bielsa's system in that it encourages risk-taking but when the risks don't come off and you are against players as clinical as they were today, then you're gonna you're gonna get well, you're gonna pay for it, aren't you? That's about the size of it. The number of times I saw stupid balls being played inside into midfield where they'd forced us back inside and then we, you know, lost possession or the pass went loose or whatever it was, they picked it up and then off they went again. And we did that time and time and time again. So you can't get mad at them for taking risks because the system is built around it. I just I'm quite stoic about that today i just feel like do you know what we're not as good as them on an individual basis and it showed today our passing was sloppy whereas theirs was really crisp and clinical and every time we lost it they punished us and sometimes these games will happen and i'm putting that down to what happened in the first three minutes i think the i think if we'd got to 10 minutes at nil nil um and carried on playing i mean we didn't play any differently to how we normally play we just played worse I think we would have played how we normally play to a better standard. Those uh, passes that were going to the wrong person would have gone to the right person. When we were giving the ball away, we would have kept the ball away. But uh, yeah, two nil down after three minutes, and then I know what you mean Moscow. By the way, sorry for interrupting. I was going to say you. It felt like as soon as we were two down, we started to try and force it immediately because we had to yeah. get back into it, and that's what you saw in that first half. Too much stuff being forced rather than being played patiently and maybe that's just you know because we only know one way to play and you know it's it as i said it's it's going to happen sometimes isn't let's it? go yeah and it leads to an, an imbalance you might have one player who's who's passing it and is perfectly sound and confident and believes he can get back into the game but they're passing it to a player who's kind of his confident shot and he's just like i can't understand what's happening and and doesn't know how to cope with the situation so the, it doesn't work you've got 11 it becomes a bit of a story of 11 individuals in that situation instead of um how the the team was set up on Friday. So we got dicked first half. <laughs> Any highs from that first half? Scott McCorner. We did. That was nice. Um, Bamford at 2-0, if he'd scored. That's a good point. Let's talk about that. I mean, I don't want to hammer Bamford too much because he's been in fine form, but tonight was the night where it had to count, didn't it? Because actually we could have scored three in that first half ourselves if he'd taken those two chances I mean they weren't absolutely clear-cut chances but still you'd hope they'd at least hit the target with both and he has been this season hasn't he and the one that he did finish well which was miles offside admittedly but that's that was the finish wasn't it it just didn't matter at all 
Whereas the one before it, it, it was seven minutes and we were 2-0 down. If we got it back to 2-1, there's almost, um, we needed that goal. And it's, that's not to, um, I'm like you, I'm not, I'm not really in the mood to hammer them individually and certainly not to get on Bamford's back for, for not finishing that one. But you can't deny that if he had scored at that moment, it could have um, made a difference. Although, I mean, it's strange. Us scoring didn't seem to make a difference to us necessarily and them scoring. I mean, once they had the first two that set the tone of the game, it wasn't like three necessarily changed what was happening much. I mean, that was the one consolation from the whole thing is that our hopes were dashed immediately. Almost as soon as that game kicked off, we were done, weren't we? So I guess that's that's why I feel quite zen about it. Like if you caught the match ball post-West Ham, I was kind of bereft after that because I expected so much more and I hoped for so much more against the side as limited as West Ham is. Against these lot tonight, I mean, going into it, the predictions that we made, we said we can get at them if it all goes right, if Bielsa ball works. But on an individual basis, on a, on a one-to-one basis, they should have us on toast. And unfortunately, they did. Everything went for them because they've got a lot of very good players. I mean, the number of times you saw just the great decisions being made by their players, and, it, and it, I loathe to say it, but that's the difference between a team that's just come up from the championship and seasoned Premier League professionals who are being coached generally terribly, apart from against us, um, that they're just really, really good in lots of positions. I do understand all that, but it was still absolutely painful. Like when they were, even at the end, I was thinking, not seven. I can't accept seven. Oh, it could have been 12. No one loses by seven or eight, do they? That's abysmal. That's it not could, for us. You know, Melier with those four saves in however many minutes at the end, the ones that they missed. I mean, we talked about Bamford missing that one. Marshall basically had the same chance and put it in exactly the same place. Um, at least we didn't spend however many millions scum spent on him. Um, yeah, it, it could. It's it's a. I, I've got um, two things that I keep coming back to. One is that that was basically very similar lineups. I haven't actually compared them, but. Remember last summer when we went all the way to Australia to get done 4-0 by mm-hmm. them? It's basically the two almost identical teams. Um, two players that we have added since Rafinha and Rodrigo had our best opportunities in the second half. Um, so there's, there's a, that was the only real change. But the, that game in Australia was kind of the, the most recent evidence that perhaps this wasn't going to go our, our way. And then, I know, uh, I don't know, Alice will make people feel, but right, 17 shots we had today. And I completely at random just went back to the Gary Monk season, picked a game. We beat uh, Brentford 1-0 December as well, coincidentally. That day we had 10 shots and I looked for another one. Season before it was, or is it the same season? No, it must be the season before 4-1 we beat Preston. Um, can't even remember who was our manager at that point point oh it was monk again right so it's still the monk season we won 4 won 12 shots today losing 6-2 at old trafford we had 17 shots so it's really difficult to kind of say you know oh we were completely out of that game we were awful we didn't do anything we didn't produce anything we had 17 shots against scum at old trafford um when i'm be interested when that last actually happened we should have scored three um, Bamford's air kick and then Harrison putting it wide at the end and I can't remember the last time we scored three um, at Old Trafford so I'm arguing that's our 
best performance away to Manchester United, um, even better than January. No, it wasn't better than January third, <laughs> and I'm I'm lying to myself. But there is something, there is something still in that to go away and have 17 shots against that lot um, compared to good performances from our past when we've not had close to that many chances and compared to the days when um, an hour would tick round and nobody had had a shot yet. We are in a, a different realm and games like today come with the territory. It's just a shame it had to happen against them. You are right. that I remember the the mid-90s into the 2000s and we'd just go to Old Trafford and lose 2-0, 1-0, 3-0. You just fully expected it. We never really had a go at them. It was just a, it felt like almost keeping the score down on those ones. Today, admittedly, I was begging for a bit of that at 4 0. I was thinking, please just keep it at this. But I know we're not going to. And I know that's our strength. But, and I know that long term, this is better for us because it leads to something. It's, it'd be very easy to go as a newly promoted team and lose by four goals at a big club and be absolutely shit and do nothing. Whereas we did try and do some stuff. It's just that a lot of things also went wrong. Bielsa's football is a little bit like a bet. He's, he's betting against the odds a lot of the time. He's betting that um, Scott McTominay is not going to turn into Zidane. He'll leave the team kind of open and we can attack and we know that the inherent weakness is that we are attackable in return but how often does McTominay play that well how often does a team score two goals like that in the first three minutes um his his kind of his gamble is that it'll work for us more often than it will work for them that we might be wide open in the first three minutes and it's you know another day McTominay's first shot doesn't go rocketing into the bottom corner it hits the advertising hoardings behind the goal and another day um it gets you know click just brings him down on the edge of the box and takes a booking and it's a free kick goes into the wall and it's always a bit of a gamble that we'll be fine under those situations and as um all gamblers will know that's not really a sensible well it is it um, it's got us promoted and i think that's always the the the, the small t- the short term um Leeds uh, perspective we have to have on this playing this way got us what we'd been waiting for for 16 I, years I agree with you I know what you're getting at Moscow it's a high stakes gamble is the way that Bielsa plays and it pays off for us a lot of the time sometimes it doesn't and it backfires spectacularly but it caught us up and yep. if you look um, if you look at Bielsa's career um, longer term it's maybe why it's not won much and it's got us 14th we're a newly promoted team and you look below us in the table and you see examples of good clubs doing it the right way people like Brighton and Burnley who've been there for in the Premier League court feels like forever now just stinking the place out every single year we are at least trying to do something different which I think in the long term has got to be the right thing to do that next year we go there and we draw four all and then the next year after that we go there and we win five four there's some progress in it whereas I, I suppose I don't see the excitement or the fun in being Burnley or Brighton when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door go to BlueNile.com and use promo code listen to get 50 dollars off your purchase of 500 dollars or more 
That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's talk about some of the incidents that we witnessed in that game then. Uh, Should we go through the first four goals or should we just avoid them and pretend they didn't happen? Um, I mean, we kind of talked about the first two, didn't we? Just allowing McTominay to run where he wants. Then, what was the third one? That was Fernandez corner, was it? I, I mean, I didn't even write any proper notes on that. I'll be honest. I wrote, th- I wrote three. No, Fernandez, fuck off. Is my only note for that. The yeah. others, have, the others, had written proper descriptions. It was the um, they ran at the central defence, and Phillips, Phillips's man was Fernandez, who's there. Um, if you read the the propaganda email that I sent out on Friday with the, the tactical preview of this match pointed out that Fernandez leads for scum. He's their top scorer. He's got the most assists. He's got the most key passes. Um, he's he's almost got as many tackles as Harry Maguire. Um, he basically does absolutely everything for them and Phillips was on him. And he did track him into our box for this, but then the ball uh, got deflected and Phillips kind of just left him. And that was enough um, when the ball broke to um, Fernandez, he scored, and it's. I won't keep saying this, but if that ball had, had ricocheted in a different direction, not a problem. It ricocheted straight to their best player. I think Calvin was to blame for their fourth as well because he seemed to be picking up Lindelof at the point at which the corner was taken, and then after the flick, he didn't bother tracking him, and then it was a tap in. Correct, and it's in. I don't know if. Um, which way round the substitutions worked, whether it was that there was a risk of Click and Phillips getting yellow cards in the second half and being suspended. I kind of, I still can't help wondering if Bielsa, under those circumstances, would just say, fuck it, if you're suspended, you're suspended. Um, and I, I think he was sick of the sight of him. He yeah. took him off, probably. Because I don't think he's the sort of man who would worry about missing a player for the next game. Hmm. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think there might have been a bit of pragmatism built into that, where he thought, well, if I need to make changes in midfield, it might as well be those two. Yeah, uh, so I think it may have helped. I was going to say pragmatism from the guy who, at um, 6-2 down in the 93rd minute, is yelling at them to attack. (laughs) (laughs) Good old pragmatism. But I think, yeah, we'll never never know which way around it was unless unless he tells us. I think it could have been, it probably says enough, um, in terms of our analysis, that it could have been for either reason, uh, you could have dragged them, taken them both off because they weren't. They were not playing well, and then we stuck Stuart Dallas into midfield for the second half, and he immediately gave them a chance to, to make it five. 
and uh, Cooper scored. We we scored from a corner, so that's that particular monkey off our back. We've uh, we're now set piece specialists, and only conceded one from a corner. So we'll call it a draw. Won't is we? that is that progress? Yes, that's that's a a neutral corner result. I think <laughs> uh, is a penalty a set piece. A penalty is a set piece, isn't it? Oh, Christ. Well, it wasn't a penalty either, was it? Well, come on to that in a minute, because like, uh, let's go through it in order, because we need to talk about that filthy, cheating dive Dan James who tumbled to the floor, pretending he'd been viciously assaulted by gentle Liam Cooper who merely wafted an arm in his direction. I mean, I don't know what was a penalty anymore and what isn't. No. Either. I've well. seen these given as penalties this season. I mean, he was outside the box, I think, but all of a sudden that's the booking, whereas in other games they say, it's good, he's initiated contact and he's he's right to go down. I don't know. And you say the same about Bamford getting Harry Maguire's hand in his face where um, that's been given and cards dished out and then this time it wasn't. I don't know. I don't even know what's happening anymore. The Bamford on towards the end as well where he went down um, under a tackle from behind. It didn't show it from a decent angle, but I think they've been given as penalties as well this season where a defender dangles a leg and it just sort of makes a bit of contact with the calf from behind and it goes. they go down. I don't think any of these things are penalties, no. it's worth saying. It's it's all ridiculous, but then we are living in a ridiculous time. Yeah, I I don't want to watch football and have all these things given for penalties and it ends up there's five penalties every game. But if they're dishing them out, we'll have them. I was annoyed actually because before the game, I looked at the betting and it was it, I thought, well, Scum will get a penalty in this for definite, and I was thinking it'd be about five six to one. It was three to one, which mm. tells you about how ridiculous things have become now. That you shouldn't you don't get a penalty every three games, do you? That's just not how it should work. It was it was a tough one to take that, but I mean I think by that point the game had long since gone, hadn't it? Really, but you saw it, you just kind of went, oh well, yeah, fair enough. That's that's what happens at Old Trafford. I mean, it was a shit soft penalty. That's not a penalty, is it? Not at all. He doesn't actually try and tackle him, does he? His leg seems to be still, and then he goes over it again. As you say, not that it really matters, but it's annoying. I think the thing at that point was they were dribbling around our penalty area, and it had to be stopped. So if it just meant, look, you're either going to dribble round us until you score. Or we'll just kick you and you can just score from a penalty. I, I don't blame Pascal Stroik for just saying, I'll make this easy for you, lads. <laughs> instead of <laughs> instead of all this twisting and turning, why don't you just put the ball there on that, that wide spot, see if you can get it past the spider. Yeah, they did this time. Uh, and that's, well, we got Dan James's goal as well, Megs, uh, Megs against Meslier. That wasn't nice either, either, was it? But again, the way that he created that yard, you like you just willed somebody to go with him and, you know, when he made that break, when he made the run, and you could see it happening, and you were like, just, oh, you've not gone with him. You've not gone with him, and he's gonna he scored a goal. He's scored a goal. Cel- uh, celebrating against his former club as well. Poor form. Shocking, shocking, I know, I know. And, and I hope he cuts out that um, that awful diving as well when we sign him in January, because we need more wingers. That's what we need. We don't need midfield. We need more wingers in January. That's what we need. And centre-backs now. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah. Well, let's come on to that in a minute uh, after we've dealt with Dallas's goal. And that, and that wraps up the scoring, doesn't it? Which is a beautiful goal. What a goal. Yeah. I know. Shame in it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we'd only had five more of them, we would have won. Yeah. It's absolutely true. And if we'd conceded fewer, we wouldn't have needed five. Mm. It was a good goal, though. Fair play, Stuart. And um, we, we, we did come into it at the end. They seemed to, they got worse when. Uh, Cavani came on probably because they took Fernandez off. Um, yeah. They really, they really are the absolute definition of a of a one player team. Um, and I don't know, it's either that one player being Scott McTominay. <laughs> it's either Fernandez um, going off or Leif Davis coming on for us that seemed to change things. But um, we had that chance for six three at the end, and there was I kept trying 
in like to find some kind of positivity of kind of imagining to myself as like if this situation is happening and it's nil nil, how do you feel? And for a lot of the sort of the closing twenty minutes, I was thinking, yeah, this would be all right. You'd think Leeds are going to nick this, and there was periods through the game when we were doing our usual attacking thing where I was thinking, right, yeah, if this is this is nil nil against West Ham, you're pretty happy with how this is going and you're expecting us to win. Um, but then I take the uh, the gaffer tape off the top left of the, the screen um, and remember what was actually happening. I think it helped that they took Rashford off as well because he had a really good game, I thought. He kept doing that thing where he'd go, go one side, then go the other, and we never, ever got to grips with it. He should stop that. That's that's deceptive and I don't like it. He, he needs to forget about the football and concentrate on feeding hungry children. How many yeah. children have gone hungry because he was playing that game today? I don't know how he sleeps at night. Well, one of those one of those standard responses he always does get when he's um, talking about politics is um, the people who don't agree with him say, stick to football. Well, I think he should stick to politics. Or sign for us. Yeah, club with a soul. We've lost to that soulless tractor peddling shithouse entity, haven't we? That's a, that's a bit of a shame. Uh, what, what's happened to Liam Cooper? I'd kind of zoned out a little bit by then. Um, what what is it is, is it serious is is he is he gone now is that him over <laughs> he what, slipped away i think he's alive <laughs> uh i've no idea i've not seen anything yet he looked um bad you don't like him limping off holding his back cuz he had back trouble before i feel like he he might have done i i mean obviously the inevitable questions will come up that we have no center backs now but we do go back to um this was always you know, you could have five centre-backs and if they all get injured, it doesn't matter how many you're signed. And I think we're in that situation. We've got three um, good centre-backs and they're all injured. The The quantity is irrelevant. It's the percentage. 100% of the centre-backs are gone. But I always, I mean, if there is something to to come out of that game, and we have seen, you know, Helder Costa kind of unceremoniously binned um, after his second half against West Ham. If the next match starts and because they're the only fit players around it's Stroik and um Oliver Casey at center back fuck it fine i'm into <laughs> it let's see what they've got um i'm glad if i take a positive leaf davis coming on and there was a moment he actually fucked up he he almost gave the ball to a scum player i think but then he got it back in the left back position and you see him under pressure and he's looking for a ball upfield, and he suddenly snaps a pass across this scum player straight to Melier. And it was such a good pass, and it was so confident in the context of him having fucked up before that, you know, maybe, I mean, Bielsa's been playing him at centre-half, even though he's five foot seven. Fine, put him in the team. I'm, I'm not in that, um, you know, kick them all out, play the kids, get Eddie Gray in. But... Um, I don't mind seeing Pascal Stroich playing. I don't mind seeing Leif Davis playing. If Casey's on the bench, put him in the team. If we need a centre half, I'm not going to. I'm not going to cry about Liam Cooper's poorly pack, but I would quite like to have seen um, Cock and or Urente up against those attackers today to see if it would have gone any better. Particularly for the Daniel James goal when Luke Ayling looked like a right back from New Hopeville rather than. Um, you know, Beresi. I'm just uh, digging through some of the comments that are coming through on Twitter and it seems like, and I need to get verification on this, but Bielsa said he took off Calvin and uh, Click to be a bit more defensive and compact. <laughs> just taking the piss now, isn't he? 
<laughs> I saw a, a tweet before somebody calling him um, Kevin Keegan on a bucket that made me laugh, but also made me feel like I wanted to defend him. There's a lot of um, a lot of sneering on your social media from fans of um, wrong clubs who were all uh, you know saying you know that's exposed Bielsa, he is a fraud, get him out. Um, Which is bollocks, then, isn't it? It's just bollocks. It's it is one game, and we come back and we've got far more significant games coming up in the next few weeks where I just always felt when we came up that we were going to have one or two of these games in us because of the way that we play that and we were desperately naive today at times desperately naive but do you know what I'm all right with it we do need to address the fact because I think we've tried to gloss over the the performance to a certain extent by saying this is the way we do it sometimes it'll work it's building towards something but also it was horrible to watch just how naive we were at points because the same things kept happening over and over again, and we didn't adjust at all. Are we saying naive in terms of what do we mean by naive? It's such a vague. Well, I mean, I, I mean, phrase. I mean, I guess expe- me- I guess doing the same thing, expecting that we'll somehow be able to overcome a recurring problem by doing the exact same thing. Like what? Well, like I'll, give, I'll, I'll give you an example if if you want one. It's stuff like being being out wide and playing risky balls into areas of midfield where if you don't make them, you're going to put us in massive trouble. But I guess that's partly down to the way that Man United pressurised us and we didn't know how to deal with that. And because our players are programmed to play in a particular way, they're going to try and do it, aren't they, I guess? I'll take that. I think that's why I was pressing you on it, because I think um, if you listen to the the commentary with Neville, um, so much of it was naive in terms of they set up in a naive way and Bielsa's naive and this. But no, I think where the naivety comes in is is kind of much more micro it is i spotted exactly the the pass i think you're talking about it might have been dallas um had gone wide left and he tried to pass to somebody in the middle and it just went straight to a scum player and it's not you know that's not happened because of the way that bielsa coached athletic bill bauer in you know 10 years ago that happened because stuart dallas just wasn't paying attention to where a much much better player than him um was and so they easily intercepted the ball when he should have passed it securely to a a, a Leeds United player and I th- I agree with that assessment of naivety I think it's when the, it's that whole thing when it all just gets lumped into just Leeds United are naive because of Bielsa that's a boring argument but I, I think yeah some of our players need to be a little bit more aware of the fact that they're in the Premier League and they can't just pass as if they're playing against Millwall. I suppose what I meant by it was that it felt like Scum were allowing us to do certain things because they knew the way it'd end up eventually. And you need to know when you're, you're being played in that respect. They, they, it felt like almost they were letting us do a certain amount of attacking because they knew that eventually it'd break down, they'd break and have a good chance. I come back to, though, 17 shots. Yeah, and but I mean, had, they had about 30, didn't they? So uh, 26. And we had some of those were chances. Some of our shots, um, the Bamford one, that one right at the end. Um, so that it's not like they were all just completely uh, like shots to nothing. We did create some decent moments. That the Harrison the, chance at the end was particularly good, one wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, I mean, do we count that as two? Do we get both because of Bamford <laughs> miss kicking it beforehand? I don't know what the the XG ruling is on that kind of thing, but I'd like. I'd like to think we get two goals for that. So, but that's that to me. 
I think sort of stemming from the the naive tag is things like that. It's the decision making is bad at times and taking opportunities. If Bamford takes that chance in the first half, it's potentially a slightly different game. Uh, I mean, Harrison, you know, at that point it didn't matter. But when you're getting chances like that, you've got to take them. As simple as that. At this this level, you've got to take them. The naivety as well. It's maybe a fair argument when you're ending the the game. Will your substitutes you bring on are Jimmy Shackleton, Pascal Stroike, and Leif Davis, who I believe cost a total of about £500,000 or something. Maybe not even that. I, don't, I can't remember what he paid for Davis and Strike. It was virtually nothing, wasn't yes, it? Yes, they were under 23s they came to. We didn't pay anything. Whereas Scum brought on Tellez, who was about £30 million or something ridiculous as a left-back. Cavani, who's on about £300,000 a week. And Van der Beek, who they paid, again, I don't know, £30 million for or something. So... It's not a great surprise, I suppose, but it and, fucking hell, it's still hard to watch. And look at the big picture. When did you last meet a happy scum fan? <laughs> They've been miserable for season after season after season. When did you last meet a happy Leeds United fan? Well, I mean, nobody can meet anybody because there's a pandemic, but when we were last aware of a happy Leeds United fan, it was Wednesday night and we were all delirious. And that's been the rule rather than the exception. Our last two years have been brilliant apart from the horrible moments, Derby playoff final, the the end of that season in general, um, and then uh, Nottingham Forest away, the the, the the times when it felt like throw, we were throwing promotion away. You're trying and to then, send people off on a high year. And then tonight. Um, but the rest of the time, we have just spent day after day thanking everything we've got that we don't support that absolute shower of shit. And I'm sure it will go back to it um Next week, they they highlighted the um, the running stats that they'd nearly matched our running, and we've already heard from Chelsea that you know they had to raise their game against us, and West Ham had to raise their game against us. Everybody's having to to find an extra gear um, against us. Next week against Burnley, we'll play like that. We'll have seventeen shots and we'll score eighteen. And then I don't know who Scum have got next week, but it's guaranteed to be an absolutely tawdry. Nil-nil draw. Pogba will be back in the team and all the play, all the fans will be moaning about it. Solskjaer will be just sitting on the sidelines Well, nobody's got a clue. There won't be a shot on target. Dan James will be running as if he's got lead in his boots. Dan James probably won't even play. McTominay, groin's gone, so he's, you know, career over. Um, we've, we should just be glad that we support the team that wears the, the white kits rather than that, that bunch over there who are. Um, miserable. And if Jamie Shackleton and Leif Davis and Pascal Stroik can cost effectively nothing, come in and make us play a bit better in the second half, whereas they can bring on Edison Cavani and get worse, I think that sums up where the two clubs are at. And I'll I'll be happier um, supporting Leeds United. They've got an EFL Cup quarter final against Everton on Wednesday at Goodison. They've got Leicester City away on Boxing Day at lunchtime and then they've got Wolves at home on Tuesday the 29th and I confidently predict three defeats. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm gonna, we shouldn't encourage people to, to bet too much but um, 50 pence on a, a treble there I think would be, um, uh, would be fair as long as you do it responsibly. So time to put the big boy pants on. We dust ourselves down and we go again, yeah? I suppose. <laughs> Oh, well, listen, th- thanks for enduring this one with us. We'll catch you next time. See you in a bit. The Match Ball. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.